I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Everyone in the NFL world had the same reaction as Sean McVay. What the heck was that? Well, it was a 17-16 win for the Los Angeles Rams on Thursday night football over the Las Vegas Raiders. You are listening and watching Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and live on ESPN+. Plus. He's hosted local radio shows. He's hosting a national show. Pretty soon we're going to be calling him Mr international that's Aaron Goldhammer I'm Courtney Cronin and we as always are presented to you by Progressive Insurance you can hit us up on the phones Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776 you can also chime in the conversation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed Aaron's handle at Hammer Nation 19 mine is at Courtney R. Cronin So we start back with Thursday night football, Aaron, and I remember there was a point when I was hosting last night on ESPN Radio 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern time where I kept looking at the TV and thinking, when are we going to find out who the quarterback is for the Rams? Because they didn't, they lost <laughs> the coin toss. It, the, the Raiders were on, the, on offense on their first possession. They go down and score. They just brutalize the Rams' defense in the process. And then co- right. out comes John Walford, who was out there for a series. The next time that the Rams go back on offense, it's Baker Mayfield under center. And what a whirlwind 48 hours for the former Cleveland Browns quarterback, former Panthers quarterback, and now de facto starting quarterback for the rest of the season for the Los Angeles Rams. Well, listen, I I think this is good news and bad news for ESPN. Do you want to hear my theory? I would love to hear the bad news first. All right, so it's bad news for ESPN because Baker was this close to joining their college football playoff coverage for college game day. And being a part of the scene with Herbie and McAfee and everybody up on. And I think he'll be great at TV whenever that time comes. The good news is that now they get to make Baker Mayfield a storyline again for the remainder of the season. Here's the deal for people in L.A. Like, get ready. You guys are going to have a lot of fun and it's going to be very interesting. But, you know, good for Baker. But I don't think it really changes the long-term prognosis. You know, I, I... hate to be negative toward but he got a pass interference call there was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty like this took 15 fluky things to happen good for him but i don't know if progressive our good friends our great sponsors should be investing more money in baker mayfield commercials here 
Okay, so what's the good part of that? Because I only heard the negatives there where he's not going to be on college game day, game day coverage going into the national championship, that you don't think this means anything for the Los Angeles Rams. What good are you taking away from last night? Because, you know, us, now we get to make Baker Mayfield a football topic again, and we get okay. to have the same debate that we've been having ultimately about, you know, the long-term run of his career. The one thing I'm interested to see, you know, that's, that is that is good for him. He has been through the ringer in terms of a bunch of different coaches and systems and stuff. And if anybody's going to be able to get the most out of him, I think Sean McVay is the guy. So now I think Baker is playing not only auditioning for a job for the Rams for next year, but I think he's also... You know, his NFL future is at stake. And I think last night he kind of kicked the door back open because I was worried, Courtney, for his sake, that his career was uh, almost over. I, I don't know that you want a celebrity backup quarterback going into training camp if you're any team. But I think now after last night, someone going into next year is going to take the risk with him. 22 of 35 for 230 yards and a touchdown in the Rams 17-16 win. What happened in the fourth quarter was something out of a storybook, and it's crazy because it's the second time we've had a 13-point comeback this week alone. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did it on Monday Night Football. The Rams did it on Thursday Night Football. So they overcome that 13-point deficit in the final four minutes of regulation. It was a 98-yard drive that went one minute and 35 seconds in order to cap off the touchdown and the win for the Los Angeles Rams. Let's hear from Baker Mayfield and how that whole thing came together. Considering how you got here, is there something cathartic about winning like that? Not just winning, but winning in a big way like that. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can write it any better than that. Obviously, we'd like to be a little bit more stress-free, but um, it's, it's a pretty damn good story, I'll be honest with you. So it's, uh, it's special. It is special, and it is a Disney-level story where the cast-off quarterback, who was a former first-round pick, first overall pick, failed in Cleveland, failed in Carolina, and then gets his one last shot, Aaron, to do something. And in his first game, he doesn't even start the game, but he comes in and he orchestrates a win for a team that's so desperately needed to snap. I believe it was a six-game losing streak for this Rams team. Nothing has gone right for them this season. They lose Matthew yeah. Stafford to a concussion and then the spinal contusion. He's more than likely out for the year on injured reserve. Cooper Cup is on injured reserve. Allen Robinson is on injured reserve. Donald is out. Yeah, yeah. You can go on and on and on with this list, and it was a nice feel-good story. But how does this translate the rest of the way? Because I'm looking at their schedule right now. There may be. Two other winnable games, the Packers coming up in week 15 and then the Denver Broncos the following week. They end their season playing the Los Angeles Chargers then they go to Seattle in week 18. I'm looking at Baker Mayfield beyond 2023 because this Rams team, they're not even in the hunt of the NFC playoffs. Like anytime you see one of those graphics that comes up, they are not going no. to be in the mix whatsoever. But beyond, yeah. you said something that I, I thought was interesting I'd like to go back to about Baker Mayfield and his future potentially with the Rams or someone else because I don't think we have a clear answer about how Matthew Stafford is going to look coming back next year. Yes, Sean McVay said it's not career ending and they do expect him to be okay coming back next season, but is there harm in if Baker Mayfield can play well here down the stretch of the season these final four games for the Rams in keeping him around or 
obviously that would be great for him if he goes somewhere else and is able to contend for a job. But specifically with the Rams, do you see a scenario where he ends up there in 2023? Well, I got to see the way he plays the rest of the year. I think that's what he's really auditioning for. Here's the story, Courtney. He is a free agent at the end of the season, unencumbered. Remember, this is the year of the fifth year option for him. So he's making good money to play this season. And now the question is, is someone going to give him the opportunity to start somewhere next year, which I would strongly advise against, although maybe someone would give it a whirl, I don't know. Um, Or does he want a comfortable backup situation? To me, I think the Rams thing is the comfortable backup situation for him, right? Because I think Stafford will probably be their starter. He's the Super Bowl champion there. And so at least for the beginning of the year, no one's going to be really clamoring for Baker Mayfield to play, but Stafford's probably not going to make it through 17 games. And so then you'd have a guy familiar with the offense that could step in there and play. I think that's kind of a best case for Baker to sit a little bit behind a really established quarterback. You know, Courtney, he always steps up when he's in this underdog role. When he's drawn, plays up in the dirt like some cowboy character. Like, that is Baker Mayfield at his finest. When he's expected to perform uh, like the number one pick in the draft, then expectations for him are too high. Mm -hmm. So I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And my guess is, for him, I think this Rams situation is a beautiful spot for him. I would try to do everything I can to be the Rams' backup quarterback next year. I'd rather be the Rams' backup quarterback than the Colts' starter, just as an example. That is a bold claim right there. So you think a better it's better served for him to actually be in a backup role instead of being yes. the guy tasked with leading a franchise. Off, on a bad team. On a bad team. Because we saw him try to do that in Carolina, and 48 hours ago I was worried that his career was over. That he was going to be co-hosting Candy and Carlin with us in about 10 minutes. I mean, it would be great, and he's more than welcome to come on and and talk with us through that. But I just – I don't feel the circumstances for him in Carolina were fair to begin with. Yes, he was traded there. Yes, he ended up taking a pay cut, the bet-on-yourself type move, because contractually that fifth-year option was fully guaranteed and it was difficult to move him. But could he go and be a mid-tier quarterback on – a not-so-bad team. Like, I think of Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders. I think of Geno Smith, a mid-tier starter who has elevated himself into a great spot with the Seattle with the with Seattle Seahawks. And what about Andy Dalton? He's never been an elite quarterback. He's been a mid-tier starter who has hung around the league in various starter roles, one that he currently has with the New Orleans Saints. I feel like an opportunity like that, the market for mid-tier quarterbacks, we can't underestimate, or excuse me, overestimate how important there is of a need like that. If you bring in a rookie quarterback versus someone like Baker Mayfield, you're probably looking at the veteran with experience who's going to get a better shot. And I feel like that's where Baker Mayfield can make his hay if he's not staying with the Rams next year. But to 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 the point of Matthew Stafford's injury, that's a spinal contusion we're talking about. He had the concussion and then he had the secondary injury. I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to be coming back looking like Matthew Stafford of old, the 2021 version that led this team to a yeah. Super Bowl. That's a big question mark. I don't think we're out of the woods yet by any stretch with Matthew Stafford and his health and knowing what he could be like next year. But for the Rams, for right now, they've got a 
quarterback who just won them a game. It is one game. We're looking at it as a one-game sample size because that's literally all we have after Baker Mayfield's whirlwind 48 hours going from Carolina getting waived and getting claimed by the Los Angeles Rams. We want you to be part of Canty and Carly, Na- Canty and Carly, Na- Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter call-in line. It's not like I've hosted this show a hundred times before. We want you to call us triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. 15 seconds, Mayfield flings it, left side, end zone, caught, caught, caught by Van Jefferson, with nine seconds remaining, touchdown, LA! This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Courtney Cronin, Aaron Goldhammer sitting in for the guys on this football Friday there's still a chance that the Los Angeles, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders can make the postseason. Our good friend Jason Fitz will also be host, coming on the show at some point this afternoon. I hosted with him oh. last night on ESPN Radio. My heart is broken oh. for him, considering how this game ended on that incredible two-minute drive that was operated by the Rams' offense. But this was a team that had been on the outside looking in. Aaron for the postseason for a while. Yes, they just rattled off previously three straight three wins, in including yep. one two in overtime and one against right. the Chargers, who are ahead right. of them right now in the AFC West standings. But yesterday dropped their chances. If they would have won, it would have been a nineteen percent chance to get into the postseason. Now they're at four percent. So you're saying there's a chance. Eh, I'm not really big on numbers that don't paint their paint a positive picture there. I'm saying there's not a chance considering who's ahead of them in their own division. But how does this keep happening for the Raiders? They're now two and four this season when leading by thirteen plus points That's at any point of the game. These blown yeah. leads are a serious issue. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot of it comes to game management and coaching. Courtney, I really do. I know what Mark Davis said about Josh McDaniels, and I know that he had been a coveted candidate for a long time, right? But that situation last night, you've got a quarterback that just showed up 48 hours ago. They're pinned up against their own goal line. Like, just don't commit giant penalties, and you're going to walk him into a mistake, and you can walk off the field away. You give up three points in the first 57 minutes of the game and 14 points in the last three minutes of the game. If I'm a Raiders fan today, uh, enough with the blown leads, enough with the screwed up red zone opportunity. I think both coach and quarterback for the Raiders need to be in serious question going into next year. Because if my goal is to win a Super Bowl or be in a Super Bowl when the Super Bowl comes to Las Vegas, which I know they're focused on, I don't think McDaniels is the right guy for that. And really, Derek Carr has had an underwhelming season. The pick that he threw in the red zone last night, what a bizarre play that was. 11 of 20 for 137 yards, two interceptions on Thursday night. That's Derek Carr's stat line. And that has been the question for a long time now. Before this new staff took over, it was can Derek Carr lead this team to the playoffs, finally getting them back there. That happens last year after a tumultuous season. And then this year, all of the losing that they've done, in spite of going out and spending a ton of money on a lot of assets, offensively and defensively, in free agency. And this is what you have, a team right now that's 5-8, and eight, and that historic figure, 
when lose when leading by 13 or more points, they have blown four games in a season. That is that is like league worst of all time. Uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders, they are tied with the 1998 Colts, 1996 Jets, 1982 Rams. Not company that you want to be remembered for there. But as we bring it back to Derek Carr, now comes the hot seat talk. Now comes the talk of is he going to be the quarterback next year for this Vegas Raiders team, knowing that that big old contract he signed in the offseason has a precarious out in it built in following this season, about $5 million in dead cap to get rid right. of Derek Carr beyond this year. So will right. he be – is he the quarterback that will be on this team next year? Is he a quarterback that can lead the Raiders to a Super Bowl? ESPN analyst, ESPN NFL analyst Ryan Clark was on Get Up this morning talking about whether Derek Carr has what it takes to do just that. If you would have asked me this question after they lost to the Bengals last year in the playoffs, I would have said, absolutely, Derek Carr can lead you to a championship. But watching him this year and watching him fall apart, some of the emotion after the game, not being able to hold those things together and turn those into the leadership that we saw last year, I don't necessarily believe you can. You have the best receiver in ball, yes. Devontae Adams is still that good. You've lost some players when you don't have Waller, you don't have Hunter Renfro, but Derek Carr has to be better than that in the second half not only in the way that he plays but making sure that he keeps this team in a position to win when they are fighting for a playoff spot so as of now I don't believe the Raiders can ascend to the heights they want to with Derek Carr as the starting quarterback Devontae Adams Aaron played a full game yesterday he had no catches in the second half do you pin that on Derek Carr or do you think that Uh, that was something that the Rams were doing to take Devontae Adams out of the game yeah yeah I mean it's he's the big threat that you have to take out of the mix in the Raider passing game now right uh and Jalen Ramsey's a good player still at this point in his career but I I think that's also a bit on coaching that you got to think about okay how can we put the ball in his hands a little bit more and I think the Raiders thought that they could just run the ball and end the game Mm -hmm. Uh, with Baker Mayfield on 48 hours, you know, they ran the ball 38 times last night and only threw it 20. Um, So I think that it falls on the coach. It falls on the quarterback. They clearly didn't take the Rams seriously. Now they pay for it. I I have a theory about what's going on here. And Courtney, tell me if you think I'm crazy. I, I know that Tom Brady wanted to end his career in the Bay Area where he grew up. But think about this. We know he wants to be West. We know probably Tampa is not going to have him back next year, okay? And Vegas just seems like such an obvious fit for where he is in his life and because of his relationship with Josh McDaniels. I actually think there's a better chance Tom Brady's the quarterback of the Raiders next year than Derek Carr is. I don't disagree, and we know that there had been rumors about this prior to this season that that's where he was trying to go, and... I would not put it past Tom Brady or even an Aaron Rodgers to be finishing out their career somewhere else. But Brady feels so much more likely to end up in a place like Las Vegas to be back with Josh McDaniel, like, you know, to, to have all of the pieces from those Super Bowl teams that he was a part of and those great offenses with the New England Patriots to finally get to link back up and finish out his career somewhere else. I think that familiarity aspect is something that Brady would be seeking because it just doesn't feel like he had that in Tampa Bay and I'm with you I I think that they're the perfect destination for him but these coaching adjustments are seriously problematic whether Tom Brady would be their quarterback or whether you know as it currently stands with Derek Carr because you look back at that second half he only attempted six passes in the second half because Josh Jacobs was running the ball so effectively and and it was fine and 
you know, he had it was it was prior to that interception, the desperation heave that he had at the end of the game there, you know, he completed just two of those passes for eleven yards. Two completions for eleven yards. Like that's not it's not good, and I don't really think that that speaks to halftime adjustments working out for this team. And this yeah. is the result: another blown double-digit lead, another loss for the Las Vegas Raiders, and they are just way, 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 way outside of the playoff hunt at this point. Yes, they're still going to be on every single graphic going into the Week 14 coverage you're going to see on ESPN and other places because you're saying looks, there's a chance. There's you a have little eight chance. losses. Come on, get off my in the hunt, ESPN. Like the Browns have a better chance of making the playoffs than the Vegas Raiders do. One other thing on them, Courtney, mm-hmm. I think they're a pretty darn talented team, okay? I think they have three or four really good players on defense. Max Crosby's really good. I think they have an okay quarterback, you know? Is he the first guy you'd take? Is he Mahomes? No. They spend all this money, commit all these resources to Devontae Adams. I think they're much, much better than their record. And when that happens, that's how coaches get fired. When you have a lot more talent, but your record doesn't reflect it. So I'll say this again. I think Derek Carr goes first before McDaniels. But I'm not convinced Josh McDaniels is a real head coach. Some guys are just cut out to be offensive coordinators. And I'm wondering, you know, the Patriots miss him. And there are times like last night where I feel like he misses the Patriots a little bit too. Yeah, he's shown really no consistent ability as a head coach dating back to his time with the Broncos and now dating to his time with the Las Vegas Raiders to adjust in the midst of losing streaks. Yes, they won three games. They did it in overtime. There's something to be said about that, but then they went and blew another lead. It's like the same story that was popping up throughout the earlier portion of the season happened again just as things started to feel like they were riding the ship in Las Vegas. Coming up next, can the San Francisco 49ers sustain success without Jimmy Garoppolo at center? We're going to talk with Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL analyst, when he comes on. Canty and Carlin coming up next here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Panthers no longer have Baker Mayfield on their roster and everything turns as we shift our attention to Sam Darnold and what it means for him going forward, but also what it means for the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation beyond a lost season. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio and the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, Aaron Goldhammer, pleased to welcome in ESPN senior NFL reporter, Jeremy Fowler onto the show. And that's where I want to start, Jeremy because we've talked a lot about Baker Mayfield and what could be next for him with the Los Angeles Rams making the most of this opportunity during their final four games. But how does the, or what does the quarterback situation look like in Carolina right now? And how might that project out for 2023? Yeah, Courtney, great to be with you. You know, the, the outlook for uh, Carolina's quarterback position next year is, is murky at best. I mean, they, they, it's been that way for a few years now. They just have gone through five or six players, haven't found a solution. But they are at least hoping that uh, Sam Darnold can get an extended look in these last four games or so um, to where, hey, maybe if he succeeds, it could be a bridge option uh, next year to a draft pick. I, I haven't talked to one person around the league that doesn't think that Carolina will take a draft pick very high probably the first round, and then that would be the future. Um, but they would still need somebody in the meantime to sort of hold down the fort. And so they figured, you know, Sam behind a, uh, an improved offensive line from the one he played behind last year uh, and trying to mesh with play caller Ben McAdoo could have some benefits. So that's kind of what they're hoping. But um, they're not, I don't think they're really tied to anything either. They've, they've experimented so much the last couple of years that they kind of want a clean slate. Jeremy, best guess on Baker, is he a starting quarterback week one, 2023? Uh, well, Aaron, I, I would say no. Um, I'm still leaning no, even though last night was spectacular. Um, and, you know, he looks rejuvenated and re- rebirthed and, uh, and humbled probably. Um, I, I just don't know if that's going to be enough. You know, there are only 32 of these. If you go in the free agent list, um, you have a lot of good players. You know, Lamar, Geno Smith, now they might stay with their teams. Daniel Jones, of course, um, but there are five or six pretty good names there. Jimmy G, of course, Tom Brady, um, and there's not going to be a surplus of jobs necessarily. You know, you have Washington uh, that probably needs to try to solidify long-term, uh, but it's a deep quarterback class, not that many jobs. I, I just, I don't know, maybe he can be a bridge guy somewhere, um, but it, it's not going to magically happen overnight where he's suddenly a top 15 quarterback talking with ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler joining Courtney Cronin and Aaron Goldhammer on Canty and Carlin. Let's switch gears. The Ravens have the Steelers this weekend. They will be without more than likely Lamar Jackson. He is listed as doubtful for Sunday's game. So that means they're set to start Tyler Huntley at quarterback. What's the latest with this injury situation? We know that John Harbaugh said it's a knee, but is this something that they're expecting to linger on and could potentially hurt their playoff chances? Well, certainly could. I had heard that Tyler Huntley was loosely preparing to play one to two games, that that was sort of the feeling that, uh, you know, Lamar by 
maybe week 16 could make it back. You know, it's, it's a sprain. Uh, and so uh, typically that can get you out a few weeks, um, maybe a week and a half or so if you're a quick healer. So uh, I think that's the hope. They'll see how he feels next week. But um, they do trust Hunley. They believe they can win games with him. Uh, but their grip on the division, especially with the way Cincinnati's playing right now, is, is tenuous. So uh, they got to make something happen with Huntley. Big game this weekend, Jeremy, is Bills and Jets. Uh, the Bills get the bad news on Von Miller. They're trying to win their first Super Bowl ever. How big a blow for Buffalo? Well, you can't really understate it. Um, it's massive. They like all their young guys like Greg Rousseau and A.J. Epinesa and some of those pass rushers, but they were feeding off Von Miller, who was kind of like that example setter. And really with Von, the reason why they signed him is – or a game in mid-January, late January, where he can just come up with a clutch play on third down sometime, you know, late in the game. Uh, that's what he did against Kansas City earlier in the year. You know, he just does have a knack for that. You know, great players are going to make great plays at those times. So uh, they just don't have that. Uh, they're hoping to discover it somehow. It's, they're going to kind of have to win on defense by committee. You know, they got guys like Matt Milano and Jordan Poyer who aren't pass rushers, but, you know, they can come up really big, kind of have a knack for making big plays. So, They'll, they'll probably just spread the wealth in that in that regard, and there's not really anybody else they can add at this point. 49ers have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. It will not be Jimmy Garoppolo under center because of his foot injury. He has some semblance of a chance to get back this season, though Kyle Shanahan said it's not likely. So we will see Brock Purdy, the seventh-round pick, Jeremy, finally get to start for the 49ers. And I know this was a team that you picked to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this season. Are you confident that they can get there with Purdy at quarterback and everything else they have around them? Because I'm thinking number one defense, all of those weapons offensively. How much do you factor in the Purdy effect either good or bad, in helping or hindering their Super Bowl chances. Yeah, it's it's really hard to project that because I don't even know if the 49ers truly know. I, I, I know that they've been really impressed with him since he got there uh, to the point where they signed Nate Sudfeld in the offseason to $2 million in guaranteed money and then moved on from him just to keep Purdy on the active roster. So that does tell me a lot. Um He's kind of, you know, he's kind of a poor man's Jimmy G. I mean, it's, that's sort of the comparison uh, that was brought up to me when I talked to some other teams. You know, they like they say he can operate the offense a lot of the same way, and and he's kind of got a similar skill set. You know, Garoppolo is obviously more refined, a little more of a high pedigree talent. Um, but you know, you can do some of the same things. And Kyle Shanahan's a quarterback friendly coach. So, you know, it's I, I when I picked the 49ers to win, that was a Trey Lance, and now they're two quarterbacks deep on that. Um, so I don't know what to think anymore, but you know I, I still like the way they're ma- they're, they're set up and, and the makeup of the team. Um, if their secondary can hold up, but you know I feel like they're probably the strongest team in the NFC right now. Jeremy, I'm going to get you out of here on this. When you look at the NFC and AFC playoff picture as it currently stands, entering Week 14, there's one team with a record that's at 500. Everybody else is above that, and, and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, currently the four seed yeah. because uh, of where they are in the NFC South as a division leaders right now. If you're looking at the rest of the field, which team with a losing record would least surprise you to get one of those wild card spots? Ooh, good question. I'm going to go right now. You're talking about NFC or overall? Overall, you can pick. Um I'm gonna go Detroit Lions. I got them beating Minnesota this week. Uh, I just kind of I just like what they're doing. They've 
scored at least 30 points in six games this year. Uh, it's been really impressive what they're doing offensively, and their defense is showing some signs of life after a really, really rough start to the year. So uh, I'm going to go Detroit. A week ago, I maybe would have said Vegas, or a day ago, I would have said Vegas, not anymore, uh, after what happened last night. So I'll roll with the Lions. A 5-7 and seven Lions team playing host to the 10-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. The Lions are favored in that game, so that should tell you everything you need to know that Vegas feels about the Minnesota Vikings. He is Jeremy Fowler, ESPN senior NFL reporter, joining Courtney Cronin and Aaron Goldhammer here on Canty and Carlin. Jeremy, thanks so much for the time. Great stuff. Hey, thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Aaron. Take care. Candy and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Straight ahead, Odell Beckham Jr. still looking for a new home, and he hopes that his team will make the playoffs. We're going to explain what he's looking for next here, coming up on Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? agent we have been waiting for weeks now expecting him to sign with a handful of teams be it the Dallas Cowboys be it the Buffalo Bills potentially even a reunion with the New York Giants but he remains unsigned and the questions as to why have come into the forefront this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio and the ESPN app also streaming live on ESPN plus he's Aaron Goldhammer I'm Courtney Cronin and as always we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So during Thursday Night Football, which was Rams in in Raiders last night, there's a side telecast, which is called The Shop. Uh, It's, you know, related to, like, LeBron's thing, The Shop that he does on a different network. Thursday Night Football also has a The Shop, too. So Odell Beckham Jr., was on that, Aaron, and he addressed questions in part of that, you know, appearance on the show, and he said that he hasn't made a decision just yet, i.e. why he hasn't signed, but, quote, I would like to be in a stable environment, get up at 6 a.m., leave at 6 p.m. for four weeks, and then let's talk about it. I've played football for a long time. I'm not saying I couldn't step in and play in the regular season, but I don't see the point. I really don't. I'd rather play when the pressure's ah. on, end quote. So tell me how much of this has to do oh with God. the news coming out about his ACL injury in Dallas being like, slow your roll. We're not so sure he can actually play until 2023. We have concerns about his medicals. How much of this is Odell Beckham Jr.? sort of doing damage control surrounding that so he doesn't completely kill his chances of playing in the 2023 postseason to begin with. I I think that it's a lot of it. I think Odell just wants attention, Courtney. You know, why go sit courtside in Jerry's seats 
at a Mavericks Suns game last week because you know you're going to be a bigger story than the game itself if you show up there and do that. So Odell is a brash self-promoter, and he likes to get himself talked about on shows like this one. Here's the reality, though, Courtney. D- did anybody, you know, LeBron or Maverick Carter or anybody else on this show raise their hand and say to him, uh, I-, I haven't seen the MRI results. Well, that-, that sounds nice, Odell, but I don't think you're healthy enough to play. If the Cowboys didn't sign him, because Jerry is more desperate than anybody in the NFL to try to get one more Super Bowl before he, you know, fades into oblivion. If the Cowboys didn't sign him, then nobody is going to sign him. To him saying he's capable of playing in the regular season, he's not. The reason he's not, the reason he's not on a team right now, according, is because he's injured. So as much as he wants to make this all about him and get a bunch of shows talking about Odell, um, I think it's going to be a moot point in the long run because I think he's just too hurt to play this year. Yeah, and he also said this about playing with Saquon Barkley. Quote, I'll say this, but it doesn't mean anything. I don't feel like Saquon Barkley and I got to do what we were supposed to do. So take that what for what it's worth. But, yeah, this feels like it's an attention grab for Odell Beckham Jr. He still remains unsigned. We'll see if he ends up anywhere by next week, the week thereafter, or Straight ahead, can Tom Brady and the Bucks make noise if they make the playoffs? We're going to ask Herm Edwards that next here in Canyon Garland. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.